Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Heart of the Order, your home for baseball and fantasy baseball with your host, me, Ralph Lark. And now, let's check in on The Heart of the Order. Oh, way too kind, way too kind, way too kind. That's two weeks in a row of a standing ovation. Thank you, Tiger Bombers. It's your boy, Ralph Lark. Welcome into the Heart of the Order. Really nice episode for you today. Uh, A lot shorter than the last two episodes have been. We did that season preview, and then we did the season check-in a couple weeks back. Today, uh, we're going to quickly take a look at the DFS DraftKings night slate tonight. I'm going to take a look at those games. I want you guys to benefit from what I'm seeing in these lineups. And then we're just going to talk about some category leaders. It's very important that this information be topical for you. So we'll just go over just, you know, some quick statistical categories that you should pay attention to when you're doing your analysis for these games uh, and for your teams. And then um, we'll just cover the leaders in those categories. So that's it. Before we get into all that, though, guys, there's a couple ways to catch this podcast If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, thank you. Thank you. You can also listen on Stitcher. Most anywhere else that you like to listen to your favorite podcast, um, you can do this as well. Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. You can search for it that way. And uh, hit the like or subscribe button. This way you can make sure you don't ever miss an episode. You can also catch us at our website, www.tigerbombsae.com. Just go ahead and click on the Heart of the Order page. Actually, there's an image, a baseball image, just above. Like if you actually go to the homepage of Tiger Bomb SAE, you scroll down. You can click on the Heart of the Order there or in the drop-down menu. But if you notice on the homepage where you click, it says click here to go to the Heart of the Order. And yes, it'll take you to the um, that section of the website. But if you click the image, it's a baseball image, if you click that, it will take you directly to our Facebook page for the Heart of the Order. So directly from the website, if you've never been to the Facebook page, you want to like the page, make sure you get any cool updates we do there, go ahead and find us that way. The Heart of the Order is also on Twitter, at H of the O-T-B-S-A-E. That's right. So you can catch us there. Tweet anything you want to ask or talk about with regard to your fantasy teams, real baseball, whatever your little heart desires. And guys, you can also email me here uh, for all matters baseball, topics you want me to talk about, statistics you may want me to cover, strategy you want us to go over. Go ahead and shoot me a quick email. Very easy to do. Um, the heart of the order at tigerbombsae.com. Once again, that's the heart of the order at tigerbombsae.com. All right. So we've gotten all of the important business out of the way. And let's just jump right on into your DraftKings look for this evening. So DraftKings, we have ourselves a little five-game slate this evening. Maybe you played the earlier slate and hopefully you had some luck there. But as you guys have noticed, I tend to focus on the later games because the, you know, daily fantasy sports, daily fantasy baseball, is hard enough as it is, give yourself all of the allowances possible give yourself all the help that you can possibly give yourself and for me that starts with the most information 
that starts with the most not only statistical information but guys the most information about the weather about the lineup this is stuff that may not be readily available or stuff that I may forget to check off earlier in the day and then you add in the fact that I'm here on the west coast sometimes these early slates um, would get going my time you know nine ten o'clock so look for me that's throwing money at a fire right just going in there with hopeful eyes and just saying you know I want a piece of the action or we can you know, take the day, gain some knowledge, figure out what we think may happen, let the weather do its thing, and we can judge how this evening will play out, and we get the benefit of having the lineups, right? Most teams have submitted their lineups, so at this point, that that's why I kind of like to focus on the later contest, and five is a nice uh, number of games, because it really eliminates the crap choices that may trap us, in my opinion. Um, so it's a really nice number to look at. Last night, um, you know, interesting. Got a lot of production from a lot of players that I thought would do well in such a big slate. Um, but definitely this five-game slate, we should be able to hone in a little bit more easily. Uh, but it is also difficult, on the other hand, because there's not many options uh, in terms of, like, pitchers and things like that. So you'll see today how difficult that can get. And actually, let's start with pitcher. So we have... Of these five games, actually, maybe I'll, I'll just run through them all. We have the Dodgers are visiting the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, of course, we have uh, in this contest, actually, here I have all the lineups pulled up. Yeah, the Dodgers are visiting the Pirates. And the favorite, biggest favorite of the day, probably, um, for this one is going to be, um, oh, where's that game? Ryu. Ryu is a minus 195 favorite. Um, this game has an over-under of eight runs, but Joe Musgrove is going to take the mound for Pittsburgh. Musgrove's not a bad pitcher. Not bad at all. Uh, but Ryu's been lights out lately. And Musgrove has struggled a little bit. Um, Ryu is a lefty, of course. And I think that's going to play well and neutralize some of the lefties in this Pittsburgh lineup. They got between their lefties and their switch hitters. One, two, three, four, five guys, right? Um, the righties are probably the better way to attack the Ryu. So the righties in the lineup today are Starling Marte, who obviously is a beast and he could still go off. But outside of him, you got Kevin Newman and Francisco Cervelli, who's literally just back from injury today, literally just back. Wasn't batting very well before it at all. And then um, the pitcher, Joe Musgrove. Those are your righties, right? So it looks like a good day for Ryu. Um, he is expensive, though, as we'll take a look at in a moment. Now, <clears throat> on the other side of things, Musgrove, he, I think he's going to have a tougher day because while he's not a terrible pitcher, this is a terrible matchup. We know the Dodgers, potentially one of the best teams in baseball. We know what they can do. We know how dangerous they are. They got one of their best pitchers of the year so far on the mound. And they're going to throw as many lefties as they can at Musgrove. Um, let's look at it this way. There are only two righties in the lineup, and that is Russell Martin, the catcher, and Chris Taylor playing second base today. So I really like some of these other guys, and they'll be expensive too, but I really like some of these other guys in terms of Corey Seager, you know, Bellinger. These guys are all in a good spot. Jock Peterson, you know, all those guys. You can take your choice. 
of Dodgers if you want to, but I feel they may be a little chalky. Also today, we have um, Boston at Houston, so the Red Sox are visiting the Astros. David Price going to take on Brad Peacock today. David Price really getting into a comfort zone since getting back from injury. Um, Brad Peacock not pitching pretty poorly either. So another really good game between two really good teams, and Houston's probably been playing a little better of the two, and they probably have, um, well, they have a better record. They're probably looked at right now as potentially the best team in baseball. But Price will have his hands full with these guys. And, um, you know, they have a deadly lineup from top to bottom, these guys can hit for average it's not like the Dodgers we just talked about where they got some boom and bust guys they're also pretty deadly um but they have some guys that are hit or miss right um they're they don't have one through nine dangerous guys that are going to uh, hold high batting averages that's what Houston has these guys can attack you um and even in those like I said lower spots of the lineup they're still very dangerous so Price will have his work cut out today Personally, I'm not very interested in the bats because Price has been on. And I'm also not interested in him that much because it's dangerous. I think there is the potential, you know, for one side to get the other or it could just be negated. You know, he could, you know, and and that's what it looks like to me, which is why I would stay away from it. If I pick him, even though there's upside there and maybe he gets touched up for two runs then it's not enough to, you know, to pay off the price. If I pick a bunch of them and I stack against Price and they only score like two runs, you know, that's not going to be enough to justify the price. So, again, I think in that side of the matchup, I'm willing to lay off. The other side I like more. Peacock, while he's been good, I'm willing to chance Boston against him. I know the line is Houston minus 130. This game has eight and a half runs. It's the over-under. But I kind of like Boston. I think I, I liked Chris Sale in Boston yesterday. and They didn't win that game. I know Houston's at home. But I'm going to stick with my guns. I like Boston again today. I like those um, bats today. Um, I like Xander Bogarts yesterday. He's been really uh, supreme against the lefties. And he did take take uh, way Miley yard, although nobody else really got to Miley. So I'll say Bogarts can... Um, I like him again today to stay hot. Now, you know, Mitch Moreland as well. I like. He's a uh, powerful lefty. He's going to be hitting third today. Bodes well for him. And you could also play Benatendi or Betts. I just, you know, you could plug in any of those guys. It really doesn't matter. Plug in any of them if you like. All the way down to Sandy Leon, Bradley Vasquez. That's how you're going to fit in your more expensive lineups. Think about it. You got Coors today, right? So that's the way you're going to want to fit that in. Um, now, moving forward, you have... Um, well, did I touch on that enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it all. Okay. So now we have the Atlanta Braves visiting the St. Louis Cardinals. Mike Soroka going to go up against Dakota Hudson. Um, Hudson's kind of middling, you know, okay here and there. He's had some spots where he's looked okay. Um, not really blown up too, too much, but, you know, he's a young pitcher. Mike Soroka, on the other hand, has been um, pretty phenomenal to start the year. Looks really good. Um, and so Soroka, we have to consider today. And again, we're going to be going over this specifically when we look at prices on DK in a moment, but just at a first glance of these games. So Soroka, we can consider because of the way he's pitched against everyone. Um, he's going to be in play more times than he's not, is the thing about that. Um, and Seattle, a little streaky. Uh, they can run hot and they can run cold, but um, 
you know, this is a nine and a half run game. Atlanta's the favorite, minus 115. That's that's on Soroka. But as far as the St. Louis bats, um, I don't mind Colton Wong at the bottom of the order there. Molina at catcher. I also do not mind Marcel Ozuna uh, today, left field. Um, those would be the guys maybe that I would pick on there because there's going to be some runs there. I don't think that there's a blank. I think even if it's after Soroka leaves, St. Louis somehow... I think it has a fair chance to generate some offense. Now, um, <clears throat> and it's fairly warm. And it's fairly warm. It's 84 degrees, so we're getting to that warmer part of the year in St. Louis. Now, on the other side of the things for Atlanta, I really do like, and Hudson's not like a, a bum, right? So it's not like they're just going to, you know, roll him, I don't think. Um, I do like, you know, Freeman. I like Fred Freeman, Freddie Freeman at first base. I think it's fine. Um, you know, Acuna, Swanson. I'm all right with uh, taking a shot on those guys. I would say I probably wouldn't play Donaldson, um, which knock on wood, that means he's going to homer, right? Um, or Flowers, or, but I would play any of the rest of these dudes, right? I would play um, Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, Nick Markakis, Freeman Swanson, and Kuna. Those would be the ones. Um, all right. So moving on, um, <clears throat> they do have the New York Yankees and Kansas City uh, doing the other side of that doubleheader tonight, but that's not going to be on the, um, I guess, uh, what do you call it? That's not going to be on the main slate of DraftKings, so we'll skip that. Um, Baltimore at Colorado, so the Orioles visiting the Rockies. Andrew Kashner at Kyle Freeland. Kashner, for his part, has not pitched poorly um, when he's gotten the chance uh, to, to, to have the ball a few times this year. But there is something unique if you look at that. Well, first and foremost, we're in core. So there's a 12-run average. Colorado's a minus 185 favorite. But outside of all those things, um, I'm also interested. I was looking a little bit at Kashner in terms of trying to figure out how he's been able to have this success, if you will. Um, and Because I'm looking for a low-end guy to pair if I want to use a high-end guy. So here's the thing about Kashner. Um, I will tell you all of his scores going back to the home opener. So, minus three against the Yankees that day. Then at Toronto, uh, so that was at, at New York Yankees, minus three. These are his fantasy points. At Toronto, 19.3. Oakland, six. At Boston, 9.7. At Tampa Bay, 15.7. Chicago White Sox, 24.2. At the Chicago White Sox, 12.2. Boston, 18.5. At New York, 19.9. New York, 9.9. Not bad performances. Only blew up really on opening day. But if you notice outside of the White Sox, those other good performances have all really come against um, divisional opponents, right? So I think it's just more of a case of, you know, these teams see each other so often. He's figured something out. This ain't the division and this ain't out east. This is Colorado. This thinner up there. He's not a great pitcher. I think he comes back down to earth today. So I do agree with the Colorado side of this. I like that side a lot. Um, in terms of who I like over here, um, I faded Tapia when I made my lineup earlier. But now that I see that he is in the leadoff spot, I will green light that for you guys. But I think he's in a good spot today. Story's in a good spot today. Arenado's in a good spot today. I'm hoping Murphy can come through today. Those are the guys that I like on the Colorado side. Um, but you could really take a stab at any of those guys, I think, against Cashner today. They will be priced up, though. It's Coors, um, but I think they're worth it. On the other side against Kyle Freeland, 
hasn't pitched well this year, 602 ERA. Um, I know all of that, but I think he can just suffice today. I think he can get the job done. And again, when we look at prices, I want a lower pitcher. So I'm looking for some guy that I think can maybe just get through a time or two, and hopefully three, get to the fifth or something, hold his own. You know, I'll be holding my breath. I'll be watching. But that's what I'm looking for right there, honestly. Um, so on their side, though, for Baltimore, um, ooh, there's not a lot that I like there. Maybe Renato Nunez, um, if you wanted to, if you want to get some of that Coors action, right? Um, Renato Nunez, um, um, I don't know. Trey Mancini's kind of been a little off, in my opinion. Um, Renato Nunez. I want to say Steve Wilkerson, but he's kind of cooled off too. Really, I can only recommend Nunez. Um, and then the last game is uh, the Texas Rangers at the uh, LA Angels. So you get Mike Miner going up against Tyler Skaggs. The Angels are not great with lefties. So I don't imagine that's going to um, change today. I really only like Fletcher leading off. Um, obviously, you could go with Trout too. But I just don't like this team against lefties. I'd probably stay away. I don't want to be guessing, you know, where the one run comes from. I don't know how that's going to happen, that one run either. On the other side, Tyler Skaggs, also in a pretty good spot. I don't really like many of the Texas bats here. He's a lefty, and um, they have a lot of lefties in their lineup. They have Odor, Chu, Mazzara, Gallo. They also got some switch hitters that prefer lefty too, like Cabrera, you know, Santana. So I think Skaggs could uh, have himself a decent outing today as well. But I will say, even though it's lefty and lefty, I think Joey Gallo. We could see some lefty on lefty crime today. I would pay up for that and just hold my breath. So that's, you know, my first eyes glance at the slate. Now, if we correlate it to the prices, Cashner's at the bottom at five. You know, Freeland is at 5,500. Hudson is six, Musgrove is 6,800, Skaggs is 73, Price is 88, Peacock is nine, Soroka is 9,500, Mike Miner's 10,400, and Ryu's 11,2. I'm probably just going to go Ryu 11,2, pair him with Freeland at 5,5, because I want to get um, some Ryu, and if I can't do that because the bats are too expensive, because I do want some of the um, Colorado side of Coors today, then what I'm going to do is probably, I can't pay 10-4 for Mike Miner today, even though um, he is in a good spot. Um, he is in a good spot. I, I would probably go to Mike Soroka. That would be the guy. So it looks like I would probably end up pairing Soroka at 9,500 with Freeland at the bottom at 5,500. Um, I understand that there's going to be some interest um, from Musgrove because he's 6,800, but the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And it just couldn't be a worse matchup. I just, I want no parts of it, but I understand he's not a $6,800 pitcher. That being said, I just don't see a path that makes that um, profitable for me. You know, some people may want to take a stab at price at $8,800. I, I don't think so. Um, I'll just go up to ninety-five to mess with Soroka, and I'll, and I will pair him with Freeland to keep myself free for some bats, okay? For the um, catcher position... You know, I mean, it's a usually a pretty barren position. If you want to fade it, Sandy Leone, get some of that Boston action. He's down there at 2,600. Um, you know, it's reaching, but hey. Now, outside of that, um, I have some interest in Molina at 3,500. Um, 
I think you could also play um, Chris Iannetta, 4,000 if you wanted to. Um, you could play... I mean, I don't know. This is this looks like a salary saver. Honestly, for me, guys, I'm probably... I mean, it doesn't look like LaCroix is going to play, and I would want to play him. So, you know, if I can't get a Coors guy, I'm probably just going to go with... Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pay down with like Cervelli $2,100 and really try to use the money elsewhere, right? I'm not going to force myself to pay up if I don't feel great about it. I would have wanted Volters though. That's the guy, um, a catcher, um, as a part of like maybe a Colorado stack that I would have had some interest in today. Um, but, um, it doesn't look like he's going to get to go. So I will probably just pay down more than most likely is what I'll do alright um now uh let's see first base okay now here's the thing about first base it tends to be like one of those things that I try to pay up at I mean there's a couple guys at the bottom but I can't sign off on it today um Beatty if you wanted to at 3200 I think you really can take a shot there um I probably fade Guriel today. I think Price can get to him. Um, but Diaz uh, at 3700 for Houston, I think uh, probably in play today as well. Um, <clears throat> I also like uh, Daniel Murphy a lot, 4800. Um, I mentioned Renato Nunez; he's 4900. I can't pay 49 for him and not play Daniel Murphy at 48, so I'll probably pick Murphy. Freddie Freeman's 5,000. Told you I like him. Um, and then all the way at the top, I do like um, Bellinger uh, from the Dodgers at $5,900. I think that that price, some people may be afraid of him, but he's in a really good spot today as well. And um, I think he could pay off for you. But those are the guys I like at first base. All right, second base. Um, we take a look, um, and again, I'm just going to start at the bottom and work my way up that way for you. Um, as far as second base goes today, I I like Colton Wong at $3,800. I'll take Ozzy Albies at $3,900. Um, those are my two guys today that I really like. You could still play Max Muncy, $4,700 at the top if you wanted to. Um, Chavis is in play, $4,800. I probably don't get there. I probably do not get there, honestly, with you. Um, I know Colorado McMahon is there, but I, I would fade McMahon. I'm just not a huge McMahon fan. I see VR there at $4,700. I, I just don't like it. I'm probably picking between Albies and Wong today. Um, you could take a fly on or do at $3,700, but I probably wouldn't. Um, Diaz is... Uh, Alonis Diaz is um, first base, second base eligible. So I'll pair him with them today too. Just Albies, Wong, and Diaz. That's all I really like in second. Third, I like Arenado at the top. Let me just say that right off the bat, 5,600. All right, we'll keep going back up. Um, but um, again, Guriel's down there, but I don't like him today. I don't know if I could do that. I think Fletcher's in play if you need somebody at the bottom, 3,400. Um, I know Carpenter's in a decent spot, 3,800. I don't think I get there today, but he is in a decent spot. Uh, Austin Riley, 4,400. You could play him. Raphael Devers, 4,500. I like. Um, 
Bregman, you could play you could play Bregman today if you wanted to. Uh, $4,700, Alex Bregman, pretty cheap for him. I would probably fade him today, but Chavis and play at $4,800. And as I said, really Arenado at $5,600 is what I like today. Um, now, as far as shortstop goes, um, I don't like a whole lot of shortstop today. I mean, on the low end, Seager, Corey Seager, $3,900. He's in play. I think Dansby Swanson is in play at $4,100. He's batting second in that order. Um, he's a switch hitter, so I think he's going to hit from the left side. to do some damage. I mentioned Xander Bogarts earlier, $4,400. He's in play today. Um, I probably fade Paul DeJong today. Uh, Carlos Correa, I probably fade today. VR, I fade today. The story I like, $5,400. He's in play today. Um, and then as far as the outfield goes, um, you know, I really like Jackie Bradley Jr., salary saver, 3100 down there. You could plug him in. Um, i probably plug him in before I plug in Chris Taylor today, down at the bottom in that, in that you know, range, if you will. Um, from there, uh, I would probably go next. Um, I want to go up a little bit. I would feel comfortable paying for, you know, you could play Marcakis, $3,800. But then it's just been attendee, 4000 Starling Marte, 4000 um, I think, uh, you know, David Dahl, $4,400. I'll probably not get there, but I wouldn't blame you. Austin Riley, third base, outfield eligible, $4,400. But Marcelo Zuna, yes, $4,600. You could play him. Um, I'm probably fading Hunter Pence today at $4,800. I don't think Mike Trout's playing today. If he is, you could play him, but I don't think he's playing today. If he's not playing today, um, you know, you can really consider the other pitcher, but um, that's about it, though, as far as that game goes. It looks more and more like a pitching thing. So, Betts at $4,900 in play. Ramel Tapia, um, also in that Colorado game, $4,900. I would pay for him. I don't mind Acuna at $4,800 either. Peterson at $5,200. You can play him. Full disclosure, um, I was interested in Joey Gallo. Doesn't look like he's going though, um, so I'll have to um, come up with something else there. Uh, and then Cody Bellinger, first base uh, outfield eligible. I did mention him already, of course. Um, but as far as the pitching goes, yeah, something else to think about. If Trout's not going to be in there, keep going back to Mike Miner uh, at ten four. I don't know if I could pay it. But um, there may be some people that could pay it. Joey Gallo isn't. Okay, Gallo isn't. Uh, he's batting fifth. I'll probably get there today, but I do not blame you if you do not get there today. All right, guys, that's my look at um, the DFS action today, and good luck to you. So. Let's wrap up our time today by quickly looking at some statistics that should mean something when we consider who we play on a day-to-day basis. You just always need to know who's ruling the roost, so to speak. So we'll start with the hitters and go to pitchers. Now, home runs, obviously the mark of power, right? Any layman knows that. So, you know, leading the bunch now, first to 20, and he is exactly 20, is Christian Yelich. Um, you know, he's been a man 
He's been a beast. He's been destroying everything. A little bit of hiccup with the back, um, but he's back at it last night, smashing again. So he's at the top, and then you have Bellinger, who's got 18. Springer's day-to-day with some back issues, but he's got 17 home runs. And then um, I want to call you guys' name to number four and five here. Peter Alonzo and Josh Bell at 17 and 16, respectively. So probably some guys you're not expecting to see up there. Um, but again, don't judge the jersey, right? Think about the player. Now that we know there's some power, you want to think about um, looking at some of the other categories. So, you know, oh, those guys have power. What else do they have? Are they getting on base, right? Or are they are they a huge strikeout liability, right? Um, you know, or whatever it is, you want to try to analyze it and take a look at it for yourself and determine, you know, um, K percentage, Josh Bell, 22%, Peter Alonzo, 28% right now, right? Um, Joey Gallo, 35%. So again, just throwing out some numbers right there. Um, so this is like, like, this is why Joey Gallo is a tournament guy, right? 35% K percentage. That's a lot, right? He's striking out a lot of the time. But when you look at pitchers that are going up against him, right, you want to start counting the Ks, okay? Even if he touches the guy out for one home run, you want to count the Ks. Maybe he's, what, one for four maybe, right? So I want to count, you know, maybe two, you know, hopefully at least one, maybe two, and possibly three Ks against this dude, even if he hits me for a home run, right? So sometimes when I'm looking at pitchers, I'm looking at the K's in the lineup against them, and this dude certainly is one, even though he's leading the pack for home runs, right? Because I just saw his name here in the home run list. And then I'm just going and looking at all their statistics. Once the um, the statistics that I'm using to sort, um, you know, sort of ranks them, then I'm just looking across the board at everything else. I mean, we could look at RBIs next, but... I'm just doing this on Fangraphs. I've told you guys about Fangraphs.com before. It's an amazing site. Um, It's free, but you should donate. This is where I go to look up a lot of numbers, um, a lot of statistics, and you guys should consider doing the same too. Um, As far as RBIs go, so Josh Bell, RBI leader right now, 47. Cody Bellinger, 46 RBIs. Marcelo Zuna, 45. And then we have Springer at 43. So... Again, so you're looking at very productive guys. So Josh Bell's hitting the home runs. He's driving in, you know, the RBIs. So now I'd start to take, as I said, a closer look at him, right? Um, His walk percentage, 10% of the time. K percentage, just 22%. We'd like it to be lower than that, but that's still pretty low. Like Cody Bellinger, he has 46 RBIs. His K percentage is 13.9% of the time. So he's not really a strikeout, right? Josh Bell may strike out once in a game. You know, it's possible. Um, but, you know, like Cody Bellinger, probably not going to strike out. Edwin Rez- Eddie, Eddie Rosario, 14.2% strikeout rate. So those are the sort of things that we look at. But in terms of RBI, yeah, those are your leaders there. And again, for, um, you know, some season-long fantasy aspects too, some things to look at here as well. Stolen base, Alberto Mondesi's leading for the Royals. I mean, he's he's been pretty good at the plate too. Like I'm not like his average is 287 right now. Woe was 335. I mean, the dude is he's been putting in the work, so to speak. So um, 
Stolen bases, he is 17. That's four more than second place, which is Tim Anderson. Then you got D. Gordon at 12. Jose Ramirez from the Indians is 12. And then um, that those are the only people with double digits. Christian Yelich has nine, interestingly enough. We know what he does what he does at the dish in terms of home runs and long balls, but to see the stolen bases too. I mean, this guy is a points generator out there for you. Score 41 runs. He's knocked in 42. He's hit 20 home runs. Um, you know, 195 plate appearances, nine stolen bases. Guy walks 15.9% of the time only, strikes out only 17.4% of the time, has a 419 ISO. That is incredible. That is incredible. So, um, and Jose Ramirez, I want to point out too. Um, again, just striking out 14.5% of the time. He's got those 12 stolen bases though. His average is obviously not great. His, his, he started off the year slow. We know that. It has not looked good for him, but I'm encouraged to see those stolen bases there. Um, you may be looking for stolen bases in your league, so let me just skip down a little bit. Um, some guys that you may consider. Larry Garcia's got seven stolen bases, so you may think about him if he's still out there. Um, outside of that, um, Marcus Simeon's got five. If he's out there, you may want to think about him. Um, trying to see. I, I think those are maybe the dudes that would be available right now. I don't want to tell you guys about too many guys that I, you know, I don't think are not going to be available. Um, okay, now if we keep going, the next one that I want to take a look at is, um, is ISO. Um, and I don't know if, if everybody is going to be familiar with what the term ISO is. So maybe we should like, um, you know, start there first. Like I can kind of talk to you guys for a second about what the baseball term means. And then we could, because that's one thing that I think you should be looking up. Um, And then WOBA is another one. So yeah, we'll go over those two um, so that you can kind of know what, what to do there. So it's isolated power, right? Or ISO. It's a sabermetric, um, and this is just something that we use to measure, um, I guess, a batter's raw power. You could say. Um, now the final result measures how many extra bases a player averages per at bat, per at bat. One formula is slugging percentage minus batting average. Okay, so. A player who hits only so like um, so again, you're using this information to measure how many extra bases a player averages per at bat. That's valuable information. I want to know if a guy's just hitting singles or if a guy's hitting doubles or triples, and you know at what rate is he doing that better than someone else, right? So th- here's how you so here's a reference point: a player who hits only singles with this formula would then have an ISO of zero. Okay, does that make sense? So if I only ever hit singles, if ISO is used to judge, you know, um, you know how many extra base hits per, um, uh, you know, at bat you get, then yes, zero would be all singles. Right, the maximum is 3.000 and can only be attained by hitting a home run in every at bat. Okay, so all the ranges are going to be from zero to three. Okay, 
All right. Um, so now ISOs. Kristen Yelich, 419. Just ridiculous. Joey Gallo, 384. Cody Bellinger, 377. Josh Bell, 376. Um, those, those are like leading the top of the pack, if you will. Um, and to put it in context, a league average ISO is about 140, so really killing it. Um, now, Woba would be the next one, weighted on base average. Um, the problem with batting average is it, is it assumes that all hits are equal, like, and they're not. Like, a double isn't, like, equal, uh, single, and so on and so forth. So, weighted on base average tries to, it's a formula that tries to differentiate this and um, give more credit where more credit is due. And also, there is a uh, aspect that, like, you, we don't get all of your statistics, right? Like, like... This tries to help you account for the walks, the hit by pitches, the other ways you got on base, right? The steal, like the other ways too, right? So all of the um, the the totality of the hitting, I guess. Um, league average woba is probably like three twenty, um, three forty, and I think like phenomenal is like four hundred. So today, woba leaders, Cody Bellinger is four ninety seven. Christian Yelich is a 467 Woba. Josh Bell is a 450. Anthony Rendon is a 449. Joey Gallo has a 439. Mike Trout has a 427. Jorge Polanco has a 424. Wilson Contreras is a 423. So those are some guys that are really um, just, you know, it's taking into account everything, right? And Bellinger, I can tell you, he's getting walked a little more, so that pushes it up a little bit, things like that. But that is a true uh, identifier of success, getting on, scoring runs, getting in every single night. So it's something cool to look at that can help you differentiate. That's a little bit about the batting. And then if you want to just look at the pitching real quick, we'll just take a quick, quick look at that. And as far as the pitching goes, um, again, wins and losses don't necessarily matters so much to me um that's you know so many things play into that and certainly the pitcher's performance can but it's just not that important I'm looking at things like um innings pitched for example um I want to know who's putting in the work right now um I'm trying to see you know who has been able to be relied upon at this point to the season Um, because there's been some guys that have missed with some injuries, some guys coming back, but um, I'm looking for the possible Cy Young guy, and ultimately, I know right now, he has to have, like, 70, like, innings, basically, like, logged already, um, is my point. So, I'm just trying to, you know, sort of stay ahead of the curve by looking at, you know, markers when I look back, because I'm thinking going to be over 200 some you know innings for the guy that wins it so you know I'm just basically breaking it up by math and saying where we are with this part of the season hopefully um my guy would have this right now right that's pretty much it so 
Um, I see there's a couple guys. Max Scherzer has 71.1 innings pitched already. He struggled a little bit. Marquez uh, over 70 in- innings already. Barrio 70 innings. Um, Granky 71.2. Verlander 72. Uh, these guys on the high end here. So really, you just look at it, and it's easy to see that, okay, um, Verlander and Greinke, which have both pitched really well, have also logged a lot of innings at this point, right? So if they stay on task, they're starting to build their resume. All right, K through nine is the next most important, um, and that's just strikeouts through nine innings. So again, not, you know, every guy's going nine innings, every outing, of course, but through nine innings, how many strikeouts? Garrett Cole, top of the list, 13.7. Chris Sale 12.1, Blake Snell 12.6, Chris Sale obviously or Chris Sale obviously helped by that 17 strikeout performance two outings ago. But um, just another indicator of guys with a high strikeout upside, right? We always want this for like DraftKings purposes. We don't want low strikeout guys. There's a lot of good pitchers um, that like necessarily don't strike out a lot of guys and that's good for them but we we don't need that like we need high strikeout stuff so we want a high k through nine right so like degrom's seven on the list at um you know 11.64 carrasco's 11.35 so something to think about and then walks through nine um we obviously want a corresponding low walks through nine and you can look at the higher Wall Street 9 to look at, you know, pitchers that obviously struggle that you may want to target. But on the lower end, a guy that we know is going today, Ryu, 0.61, right? That's his um, walks through 9. You also have home runs through 9 and then batting average and um, balls in, uh, batting average on balls in play, which is important. So BAPIP, that's also very important too. so, again, a guy with a high bat pit, probably not pitching very well. Ivanova, 372, batting average on balls in play. So, when they put it in play, they're lighting him up. Um, Noah Syndergaard, too. It's just, you got to think about, like, the statistic, right? Syndergaard has a high bat pit. Doesn't mean he's a bad pitcher. But when they put it in play on him, the bat, the bat pit is 330. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, something to think about there. Um, and, and that's, you know, just, I'm saying that when you think about all these statistics, so don't live and die, you know, by like, um, one in particular, but you know, a low bat if it's something that you can count on, right? Like, so again, uh, 158, that's Justin Verlander's bat So again, on balls in play, they're not hitting him, right? Chris Paddock from the Padres, 198. Yanni Torino's from the Rays, 209. Those are some low bats, right? So um, just another statistic that um, we like to take a look at. Of course, um, ERA up here as well. Um, so um, yeah, guys with higher ERA, not good. Lower ERA, probably good. Ryu's got a 152. Glassdown's got a 186. Chris Paddock's got a 193. So again, just something else um, you can look at. But you can also break down pitch types and you can look at like um, which pitchers are getting strikeouts with which pitches. You can look at which batters um, perform better against which pitches or worse against which pitches. And you can look at hot and cold zones and things like that on the strikeout map. So 
those are just some things to think about in terms of stats when you're looking at how to construct a daily or seasonal lineup and what to look for. Well, there you have it. That's episode five right there in the can. Appreciate you guys sticking around with me. I'll let you get out of here. And uh, good luck with your fantasy football teams. Don't forget, hit like or subscribe on the app that you're listening on so you can catch all the episodes of The Heart of the Order and everything else we have at Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, Um, whether that be on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. You can also visit our website, www.tigerbombsae.com. Click on the Heart of the Order page. You can catch all of our podcasts as well as any blogs or any other info about the prospects from James Weiser there. And you can email us here too, theheartoftheorder at tigerbombsae.com. You can catch The Heart of the Order on Facebook. We talked earlier about how to catch that link from the website. And uh, you can search for the page on Facebook, too, The Heart of the Order. And we're on Twitter as well, at, the, at, uh, at H of the O-T-B-S-A-E. At H of the O-T-B-S-A-E. There you have it, guys. Appreciate you, as I said. And uh, good luck with the fantasy football, excuse me, fantasy baseball teams this weekend. The Heart of the Order is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, LLC.